Hello everyone, I'm Angela and you're listening to A Hollywood Tragedy. Corey Haim was born on December 23, 1971 in Toronto, Ontario. He was the son of Judy Haim, an Israeli-born data processor, and Bernie Haim, who worked in cells. In 1982, his parents divorced after 18 years of marriage. He had an older sister, Carrie, and a younger half-brother, Daniel Lee, from his father's second marriage. Corey was raised in Quebec, a suburb of Montreal, and later grew up in Willowdale, Toronto. There, his mom enrolled him in drama classes and improvisation and mime to help him overcome his shyness. Corey's skill as a hockey player led to his being scouted for the AA Thunderbirds. Corey attended several schools in both Thornhill, Ontario and North York, Ontario, including North York's Zion Heights Junior High until 8th grade. During the filming of The Lost Boys, Corey bonded with Corey Feldman as they stayed in the hotel watching movies and visited the local arcade. The two became best friends. Following the release of The Lost Boys, Corey visibly embraced the privileges of his newfound fame, becoming a regular at Alfie Soda Pop Club, a private nightclub for underage actors at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. In February 1993, Michael Bass reported to police that Corey had threatened him during an argument. Corey was arrested. According to Corey's publicist at the time, he was shooting BB guns at a target in his backyard while trying to fire Bass, who refused to accept that he was being let go. Initial, initially investigated as a terrorist threat, a felony, Corey's charge was downgraded to the misdemeanor of exhibiting a replica handgun in a threatening manner. Corey Feldman posted Corey's $250 bail. By late July 2008, Corey had become destitute and homeless in Los Angeles. He was taken in by singer-songwriter G. Tom Mack, who wrote Cry Little Sister for the Lost Boys soundtrack. They developed an idea for a reality show called Lost Boy Found, documenting Corey's addiction and recovery through music at Mac's studio, where he had been given a place to stay. Despite their close bond in their early years of fame, Corey and Corey Feldman had a number of disagreements in Corey's later years. Many of these disputes occurred due to Corey's drug use, which was documented in the reality series, The Two Corys. 
Before his death, Corey reconciled with Corey Feldman off-camera. The two were spending time together developing a sequel to License to Drive, called License to Fly, a project of Corey's conception. Corey struggled with substance abuse for most of his life. He was already drinking beer in his early teens on the set of Lucas in 1985, and a year later he tried marijuana on the set of The Lost Boys. Corey asserted the filming of License to Drive was his breaking point for becoming addicted to drugs. On his return from a Hawaiian family vacation in 1989, Corey told the press that he had been clean for a month after going cold turkey without the help of a substance abuse program. Fellow Lost Boys actor Brooke McCarter began managing Haim in an effort to keep him clean. McCarter was dating Oscar-winning producer Julia Phillips, who termed the assignment babysitting. In her memoir, Phillips recalled Corey asking her permission to take out her daughter and the moral conflict she experienced while smoking marijuana in front of him, saying mixed feelings about Corey, loved him, detest him too, or at least the manipulative part that knew how to make people twice his age snap to, are you really only 18? Who writes your dialogue? During the filming of Without Malice in 2000, Corey would reportedly halt production to call Toronto and check if his dog was dead and sudden medical incidents required the filing of emergency the filling of emergency prescriptions by 2001 Corey had sought rehabilitation 15 times for his drug addiction he spent time in rehabilitation and was placed on prescription medication which he began to abuse on August 10, 2001, his mother found him unconscious at his Los Angeles bungalow. He was rushed to the UCLA Medical Center, where doctors managed to stabilize him. Two weeks earlier, from July 23, 2001, Corey had spent some time in Sherman Oaks Hospital. Corey Feldman said of Corey Hain, he made so many attempts at suicide. He's OD'd so many times. I mean, I can't begin to tell you. Having him foaming at the mouth, coming downstairs and finding, finding him that way, and drooling and not able to speak, and me having to put charcoal down his throat so he could breathe. Corey start, stated that at one point he did not leave his apartment for three and a half years, and ballooned from 150 pounds to 302 pounds. By 2004, Corey appeared to have overcome his drug habit 
after his mother persuaded him to return to Toronto with her and resettle there. Corey Feldman avowed that he would no longer speak to Corey until he got clean. On the two Corys, Corey Feldman and his wife, along with two other former teen stars, called on Corey in an effort to get him to admit he needed help. Corey Feldman added that he did not consider Corey to be set, to be a safe person to have around his wife and child at the time. After his falling out with Corey Feldman, Corey had a car accident while under the influence and walked out for good on the show's therapist. Publicly severing his ties with Corey, Corey Feldman stated, I am not going to watch him destroy himself. On the advice of his lawyer, Corey went to a physician in California with the goal of sticking to a program to wean off pills without multiple doctors in order to demonstrate that he was working toward getting clean. Corey's agent stated that the doctor was reluctant to drop Corey from his current level to zero pills, fearing a seizure, and took him to an addiction specialist to get mental help. Corey never married or had any children. He was involved with Who's the Boss actress, Alyssa Milano, from 1987 to 1990. Milano and her parents, together with his manager at the time, unsuccessfully tried to get Corey help for his addiction. Lala Slotman co-starred with Heyman Watchers in 1988 and Dream a Little Dream in 1989, and they dated off and on for two years at the peak of his fame. Corey was engaged to Baywatch actress Nicole Eggert, with whom he starred in Blown Away in 1992 and Just One of the Girls in 1993. Eggert is credited with helping to save Corey's life at least once by taking him to, to the hospital to detox during a narcotic rush. Edgert once said, I spent a lot of nights in emergency rooms with him. I don't think that I saved his life. I just think that I was there for him. Corey was briefly engaged to actress Holly Fields in 1996 and to model Cindy Geyer in 2000. Corey had a year-long relationship with actress Tiffany Shepis. In October 2008, he stated that the two were engaged and due to marry on May 9, 2009. In an episode of The Two Corys, Corey told Corey Feldman that he had been sexually abused at the age of 14 by one of Corey Feldman's acquaintances. Declining to identify his molester, a 42-year-old man, man, 
Corey said that the abuse had continued for two years with Corey Feldman's knowledge. This, this disclosure led to a further rift between Corey and Corey Feldman, and the show continued to expose the darker side of their lives as teen stars. In 2011, after Corey's death, Corey Feldman stated that a Hollywood mogul who abused Corey was to blame for his death. Corey Feldman's 2013 memoir, Choreography, stated that he and Corey suffered sexual abuse as young actors in the film industry. Corey Feldman stated that during the filming of Lucas, Corey had been tricked into engaging in a painful sex session of anal sex by a man on the movie set. The man told Corey that sex between men and boys was normal in Hollywood. Corey Feldman reported that after this experience, Corey suggested that he and Feldman engage in sex and Feldman declined. In 2016, Judy Haim threatened to sue Corey Feldman. Corey claimed that many of his statements were false and added that Corey Feldman was looking for attention and money. In 2017, Judy Haim again spoke out against Corey Feldman, who was seeking $10 million to make a documentary exposing those who had allegedly sexually abused him and her son. Judy Haim referred to Corey Feldman as a scam artist. In a 2017 interview from the National Enquirer, actor Dominic Brasha alleged that Charlie Sheen was the person who had raped Corey on the set of Lucas. Sheen was 19 at the time, while Corey was 13. Sheen denied these allegations and filed a lawsuit against the National Enquirer that was settled in 2018. In a 2017 interview on the Dr. Oz show, Judy Haim denied that Charlie Sheen was sexually involved with her son and accused Brasha, who died in 2018, of having sexually abused him. In March 2020, Corey Feldman's documentary, My Truth, The Rape of Two Corys, was released. Corey Feldman alleged that Sheen had raped Corey and added that Corey had described the incident in graphic detail. These claims were backed up in the documentary by Jameson Newlander, Corey's friend and co-star in The Lost Boys and Corey Feldman's ex-wife, Susie Sprague. Corey Feldman accused Brasha of having sexually abused Corey as well. Corey Feldman also spoke out against Judy Haim's attacks on his credibility. Sheen's publicist denied the abuse allegations. On March 10, 2010, after Corey's mother phoned 911. Paramedics took Corey from their home 
to Providence St. Joseph Medical Center in Burbank, where he was pronounced dead at 2.15 a.m. He was 38 years old. The 10-minute 911 call made by Corey's mother was leaked on the Internet. Corey had been ill with flu-like symptoms for two days before his death. A doctor called on him and took his temperature, but did not suspect serious problems. Assistant Chief Coroner Ed Winter said, as he got out of bed, he felt a little weak and went down to the floor on his knees. Los Angeles police initially stated that Corey's death appeared to be an accidental overdose. California Attorney General Jerry Brown announced that his office was investigating Corey's death, saying an, an unauthorized prescription in his name had been found among fraudulent prescription pad orders from San Diego. On May 4, 2010, the L.A. Cor County Coroner's Office autopsy report revealed that Corey died from pneumonia, among other things, but basically his death was ruled a natural death. As to the question of whether drugs were involved, the coroner stated the toxicology report revealed no significant contributing factor. On March 25, 2010, approximately 20 doctors was, were subpoenaed in connection with Corey's case. Corey had claimed to each that he was not seeing any other doctors, and many reported feeling duped by him. A private Jewish funeral ceremony for Haim took place on March 16, 2010 at Stills Memorial Chapel in Thornhill, Ontario. Both of his parents attended along with 200 friends and family. A dozen fans waited outside. In an open letter written to Corey on that day, Corey Feldman stated his wish to stay away from the funeral to minimize publicity for the family. He said, I always feared this day would come. Corey died with very little money, and his mother initially announced that the cost of his funeral would be covered by public funds provided by the City of Toronto. However, city officials stated that no paperwork had been submitted by the family, who entreated fans to help provide for the burial in an online appeal for funds. A 20000 contribution was made by a memorabilia site to which Corey had sold items over the years, but the company later canceled the check after it emer emerged that the funeral home had stepped in to cover the cost. Corey's personal effects were put up for auction on eBay by a cast member from A Time to Live, whose listings claimed that the family had asked him to sell the items as they needed money for burial expenses. 
Corey's body was buried at Padre Shalom Cemetery in Maple, Ontario. Thanks for listening to A Hollywood Tragedy. Please like and subscribe. If you enjoy true crime, check out my first podcast, Gallows Bird. If you'd like to find me on social media, you, I have a TikTok, an Instagram, and a Twitter. You can find me under Angelope Cantaloupe on social media. Cantaloupe spelled with two N's. And again, thanks for listening to A Hollywood Tragedy.